back. Welcome to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I reunite with high school classmates from Wizzahigan High School. I am Brad Corbett, class of 2001. Last episode was incredible. Uh, the reaction from everybody has been tremendous. Um, thank you to everyone that's reached out, commented, shared, and now subscribed. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are on everything. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, um, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. We're searchable. So tell people and, uh, you know, keep subscribing and do all the things that you're supposed to do with podcasts. I don't know how the rating stuff works, but um, the social media is out there. Thank you to people who are following. This is, you know, when I start to see people who are following and like, old classmates and people who are above and under and, and, you know, wives of classmates that are following, uh, the community that's really starting to build here is pretty cool. Uh, and so the Instagram is we weren't friends in high school, no apostrophe. The Twitter is WWF in high school. My social media is red shirt playa. Uh, okay. To let's talk about this week's episode. Um, today's guest is Eric Coxon. Um, after I scheduled Mike Clyburn, uh, I had a lot of cancellations, um, just a little bit of a peek into the production. Cause I think some of that stuff's pretty interesting. Just the, what it's like to try and reach out to people uh, that you haven't talked to, um, or don't talk to often or haven't talked to in sometimes, you know, close to 20 years. Um, so just wanted to share some of that with you guys. Um, I was reaching out to, to people that I somewhat talked to on social media and I thought um, maybe there would be some easygoing interviews or, you know, just something to maybe get my feet wet, but real life does get in the way. And so a lot of people just had stuff happening um, that, you know, we'd try and get something scheduled and then um, I'd something would happen and they'd have to cancel. And, and so I really had to kind of recalibrate how I was going about it um, because it wasn't working out great. Um, as I was trying to get these interviews. And so I figured since I was going after all these people that um, that I, I do talk to and that I have a, a bit of relationship with and um, maybe felt more comfortable saying, hey, I'm starting a podcast, would you come on? Um, I decided, you know what, let's go to someone I'm kind of afraid to reach out to, someone I'm afraid to even tell about this. Um, and so I did. I was talking to Eric Coxon and said, hey, man, you know, I'm doing a podcast and um eric and i had shared a, a couple comments back and forth on instagram from time to time or facebook or whatever and I said hey you know i'm doing this podcast and i don't know what your schedule's like but maybe you'd be down to come and just have a you know conversation about the times and without hesitation eric was 100 in it was like yep you want to do it this weekend and i was like whoa um he came down and um, we vibed. I thought uh, pretty good. A couple beers and uh, some atmosphere, and uh, we just started rolling. And it's not like I, you know, it's not like I went into this interview with any type of script or even like a list of questions other than the generic um, "Hey, who was your favorite teacher?" type of questions. But I was fully prepared in reality to have like a, a back and forth about why Eric thought I was corny or um, I was going to tell him about, you know, about stealing all of my biracial thunder 
Um, and that is not this interview. Very quickly, I learned that I didn't have a clue who Eric was or what he was going through uh, during the years that he was and wasn't in high school with me. And uh, yeah, you'll see what I mean. Test, test, one, two. Now we're good. Cool. All right. So we will just start. And I'll just say, hey. So uh, one of the cool things, I guess, about when I thought about doing this podcast um, was the opportunity to learn stuff, uh, not just about me, but about people that I spent years going to school with. So you, Eric, are one of the top people that when I thought about doing this show, I thought, man, what would a conversation be like? Because <laughs> we didn't get along. I mean, I don't know if it was we didn't get along as much as we just at that point really didn't have any like you know what I mean people are cliquish mm -hmm. and you know people take different paths so maybe I think we was just on different paths I feel like I didn't really not get along with people I just didn't they weren't into the stuff I was into so you know yeah you, f you find people alike one of the things that I think about when I think about first knowing you or even not knowing you was where did you come from yeah one of the most confusing things, I think, was here came this biracial kid who has all these friends out of nowhere. Yeah. Like ninth grade, you come to Wissahickon? Middle eighth grade. Eighth grade? Yeah. So I you were in middle school? Right, right after uh, winter break, whatever whatever year that was, in the middle of eighth grade. Yeah. That's, wow. that's when I came. And uh, I, was in, uh, I went to Chestnut Hill Academy from kindergarten to that point, you know, and then uh, due to... Due to reasons out of my control, uh, you know, I had to transfer, and I, I went to Wissahickon, and I had grown up on Forest Avenue and Ambler, mm. so all the uh, Pee Wee sports, you know, I knew um, Earl from, I don't know, we might have been five on baseball teams, I played uh, PW football for many years, I knew, you know, Ryan Parfit, Johnny Manzer, there was a lot of people that were already in the Wissahickon, you know, school district that I had spent many years with outside of a classroom, you know, having doing fun stuff with. So, yeah, yeah. and then, uh, you know, Gene, Gene Smack lived. I mean, we grew up hand in hand. Our parents were friends. So, and then likewise, there was like Ben Jackson, people that grew up in my apartments and then going down, hanging out in Knights Park. So before I even went to Wissahickon, I already had a good chain of people yeah. from the area. So, Wow. Enter eighth grade, it was kind of like, you know, Chestnut Hill was, uh, it was like, a, it was almost like a culture shock, you know. Chestnut Hill's all boys, mostly, well, if not all wealthy people, right? Yeah. You know, so it was different for me being, you know, I had a, when I came to Wissahickon, it was like people automatically had this like stereotype, like my dad owned a car dealership and, you know, I, had, I was like this rich kid and stuff, but, you know, I grew up in this apartment, you know what I mean? Two-bedroom apartment on Forest Ave, and Chestnut Hill was weird because, you know, I was never, like, a wealthy kid to fit in there, but mm -hmm. I still had plenty of friends. But then you come to Wissahickon, and I had friends, but also there was a lot of people that didn't, you know what I mean, that mm -hmm. didn't like me just because of who they thought I was, Yeah, you know, so... Who do you think who do you think you were when you came I guess when you came to Wizahickon versus that that's who everyone thought you were 
at Chestnut Hill when you came to Wizahickon? Yeah. Who do you think you were? And I don't know. Eighth grade, you know, I was just, I was actually happy to be around, you know, like, like friends I spent most of my, again, outside of the classroom with. You know, you know, you have the friends you're in school with, the people you're in class with, and then you have like real friends that you do, you know, you grow up with and like kind of learn life lessons with, you know, so it was exciting. And, you know, I don't, I don't really know who I was. I think that's in eighth grade, you know, you think you're an adult, you think you're starting to, you're starting to make your own decisions. And and I don't want to say conflict with your parents, but you're starting to feel like, you know, it all, you know? So Mm. I think I was, I was really trying to fit in and just have fun. You know, I really didn't take anything serious, you Mm. know, class clown. I I don't even, it wasn't that I, I wanted attention, but it was just, I, I just didn't take Wissahickon serious or school serious. I'd rather just play, you know. And that was, that's when I came to Wissahickon. That was, I was with my friends. So, like, it, it was a distraction, you know. You know, it was easy to yeah to, to fuck off on school and, and mess around with my friends. So, What kind of stuff do you do uh, after school? At Wissahickon? When, when I got to Wissahickon, before Wissahickon, like in Chestnut Hill, I said I, I did a lot of those peewee sports. But once I got to Wissahickon, stuff kind of changed, and it was more, uh, I don't know, my, my like my life kind of kind of changed to more of a, a relaxed instead of a scheduled setting because everything was was close. Whereas when I went to Chestnut Hill, I had to have rides figured out and a mm-hmm. carpooling, and and Wissahickon, it was just like get on your bike and go, you know. And then after 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 school, probably just try to end up at a friend's house i try you know i was a i have two older half brothers but they didn't live in my house so i didn't really want to be home by myself or playing in the neighborhood by the time you're in eighth grade is getting old so i try to either be at you know earl hanging with earl penn lynn or uh you know andrew lozano and township line i spent a lot of time back over there you know uh eddie um i can't even think of his last name but uh yeah, I spent a lot of time out, like Tara Cooper Smith, you know, all, mm. all, I was just Lindsay Barleeb's house. I just, as much as I could just be out of the house yeah. and try not to miss anything that was happening, you know? Yeah. So. All right. You, so you just dropped some names. Yeah. Yeah. A little memory lane. Just, yeah. So that's like, that is like the, I think the idea of people who didn't, who didn't hang in that crew, at least from my side, like that was the, that was the image that it was just this party house to house to house yeah let me in a little bit <laughs> i mean it, that's, that's don't how, get anyone in trouble but that's let me how in it a was bit. you know it was it was a lot of the time um you would have somebody in that circle who would have older siblings so it was easy to, to latch on you know what i mean just just latch on yeah. where, where are they going you know because yeah i mean at that point at that time in life it, it really wasn't like i don't know we were out I was never turned away from anywhere, you know, so I could be, I could be eighth grade. I could be a freshman and I could be in a room of seniors and like, you know, nobody, not like the movies or anything like that where anybody's like trying to pick on somebody or like there'd be problems, you know, it was just like, I don't know. They, a lot of those older, those older people just took us in and like, just, we were cool. They, they got down, we saw what they were doing and, picked up on stuff whether it was drinking smoking you know so and yeah it was just one big just getting drunk and 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 high really i mean it was just 
uh, I guess, experimenting with, you know, fucking dazed and confused type <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how it was. Like, it wasn't really more like, where are we going to get fucked up, you know, for, for, you know, if you could turn back time, you would change some stuff and, like, realize the advantages you could have if you took stuff back then serious. But at that mm. point, you know, it's just you're kind of living in that day and you're just trying to, where are we getting high, you know? Did you th- do you think that like you could if you could take it back would you take that like do you feel like you really missed Yeah, I mean, knowing what I know now cuz it's like you know, I spent time tr- trying to play football and what's the and you know, different sports or whatever. And it's like unless oh what a small percentage of people, I don't even know if anybody in in our like from Wissahickon that in our generation or in the give forward 5 years back 5 years um a gone professional right like so yeah. it's it's like you know you, you you spend time getting fucking high and trying to get girls and playing sports thinking that's cool but like in real life when you're an adult none of that shit gives you an advantage in the real race right mm. so like knowing what you know now turn back like you graduate i went to i went local colleges monco temple i graduated yeah. with thirty three thousand forty thousand dollars debt Knowing that, I would have rather have tried to get good grades in high school and not said, fuck, you know, sports and all that, and got, like, a scholarship or a partial scholarship or somewhere and gone to, like, Hawaii for school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, live somewhere where, like, you know, home's always going to be home. Like, I, I don't want to not be here. Like, I'm not saying I would change it and, like, I'd live this alternate life somewhere else, but... I've always wanted to like live on a beach and even if it was for college for a few years, since you're going to have debt anyway, like you <laughs> might as well like, boom, yeah. you know, that's probably like the only thing I would like do different. You know what I mean? Like knowing what I know now. You mentioned uh, not being, not being rich and you talk about travel. I was lucky enough to have family in California. And so yeah. that was like the thing that we would get to do for travel. that got me on a plane, but a lot of kids don't get to do that. Did you get to travel at all as a kid? Uh, So, my household was kind of a weird household. I had uh, my mom was Jewish, my dad was black and Indian, and uh, my dad had, like I said, he had a previous marriage. And uh, when I came along, my parents really were kind of, kind of getting over each other. You know what I mean? But my dad had left his previous marriage and and left the kids for a long period of time, and it kind of messed them up. So he kind of stuck around to be in my life, and. Uh, we didn't. We we they, we took one tr- like family trip to Disney World when I was like three, but other than that, we really didn't do family like trips like that. And uh, I think like a couple of times, my mom's dad lived in Florida in Fort Lauderdale, and like when I was young, probably like ten, I think we went there a couple of times. And then uh, once I went to Puerto Rico and took like a day trip to St. Thomas with my mom again. Um, other than that, when I got older, it was like a few times to Vegas with Gene. Mm. And that's really it. I haven't really traveled like I would like to. And now, as an adult, you haven't. No, no. Oh yeah, no, no. house house bills and yeah. just like it's just it's a different. I didn't take advantage of it when I was saving for a house. I, I had extra money to um to do stuff like that with, but I wasn't thinking about it, you know. And now you look back, like, damn, the time I had the the, the disposable income to do that with, mm. you know, I, I really was, you know, doing stupid shit with it. But you have a dream spot what to visit yeah uh pretty much like the mediterranean you mm. know somewhere like okay. you know you can pick anywhere along those coastal beach yeah yeah, yeah. you know like yeah you know somewhere that would probably be a nice like two week 
Mediterranean cruise where you like hit a couple of places. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get, but like get a variety. Yeah, yeah. Spend a couple of days at each place, but you know, not like one of the cruises where you're like on the inside of the ship where like you don't have a window. You know, you'd have to do it big where you have like a balcony. So yeah, you're always yeah. looking at like picturesque stuff. That yeah. would that's like I'm gonna do it. That's like bucket list stuff right there. That's yeah. what I would like to do. But yeah, that's really it. I mean, I I, I have gone. I think yeah. I mean, I guess I, I guess I've done a little. I've gone to New Orleans and um, uh, now I think about like Niagara Falls, but they've all like little trips with like a girlfriend or something. You mm. know what I mean? Not like big. Yeah, not like tearing it up. Like Vegas with Gene was probably like the best like experiences. But yeah. like I never really traveled with my friends. Yeah, we've done Ocean City. We've done beach trips. Sure, sure, that's sure. Like the drive. The extent of our 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 like group trips. Which is like, you know, I wish we we would do more of that, but yeah, people are married with kids now, so it's <laughs> it's not the same, you know. Um, so you mentioned that uh, your mom is Jewish and mm-hmm. your dad is black, and I'm the exact same. Oh yeah, you're Jewish too. Yeah. Did you have a bar mitzvah? I did not. Oh, okay. Did I you? Have, yes, I did. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, full full on Jew. Now, did you have did you have Jewish friends? Um. Well, my mom like wanted me to like know about the religion and everything so we didn't belong to a synagogue um all my mom's side of the families belonged to synagogues and stuff but we just it wasn't wasn't in our cards so we we did like a sunday school Mm -hmm. which it was like every sunday maybe for two hours maybe you would uh you know it would be like you know they uh, uh i don't know if it was volunteer or but it was at like you know they would rent out rooms at germantown academy and we would go, I can't even think of how many kids there might have been, but we would learn about the, you know, Jewish religion, the yeah. Hebrew, and all the prayers, and teach us the, the um, you know, routines and the celebrations and stuff. So I naturally had some friends through there, but no, no, like, it wasn't like, yeah, you didn't nah, have I, yeah, no, I didn't have no, no, no Jew squad, um, but you know, uh, yeah, no, that was probably like my most exposure to a Jewish community was Sunday school. Yeah. It wasn't like I grew up in Ambler on Forest Ave in like a Jewish community, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So, no, nah. yeah. I had zero like exposure. Like, my family was Jewish, and so we celebrated high holidays, yeah. uh, but I skipped the bar mitzvah. And when Mike was here a couple of weeks ago, we actually talked about that being some of the most uncomfortable shit I had ever done was sitting in synagogue. And looking around, and everyone's white. Yeah. And I'd never really experienced something quite like that because I grew up in Ambler. I grew up in South Ambler, where, you know, like 70, 30, yeah. black. Yeah. And so for to be in a community that was completely white that I didn't really know about because my family wasn't, we did high holidays, but the rest of my family didn't really celebrate stuff. They all lived out of the, out of the state. And so, it wasn't a big deal. It meant something to my mom. Didn't mean anything to my dad. Um, and so that was something that I didn't even know where to get that. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But I, you went all the way. I still deal with it now as I, uh, I guess, guess growing up, I really kind of distanced myself from my family, you know, cause like I said, my parents weren't really together. And as I got older, I found comfort more with my friends and their family you know what i mean like because that was more of a family atmosphere than what i had at home Mm. um as i get older and stuff and and i i want a better relationship i think that's part of you know growing up is one like being being a better person you know wanting Mm. better relationships but i've uh 
I've done more with my mom's side of the family, which I like previously would never do. Mm. And so what you what you just touched on, I experienced because I have quite a quite a lot of cousins on that side that are actually doing bar and bat mitzvahs. Probably I've had to have done at least four or five in the past as many years. So I am I am that 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 colorful face amongst you yeah. know, Caucasians yeah. in, in the uh, synagogue. Um, but I, I think, I think you've probably experienced it. It's been plenty of times where you, when you are that face, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know whether it's even going back to when, when you're a kid, you know, I, I've had, I've had, you know, you go to your, your mom's side of family for functions and you're the only colorful face. You yep. go to your dad's side and it's, it's all, it's all color, you know? So it's, it's like, to me, I'm already used to it. Like this, you know, you always have people look, you know what I mean, or wonder, you know what I mean. But yeah. I do the same thing. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't people watch? You're, they're yeah. looking at me wondering shit, and I'm looking at dumb wondering shit. Yeah. So it's just you know, wonder they, what he's got in him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or like, who does he know? Or why is he here? Like, I bet you they don't know I'm Jewish or I'm bar. You know, I've had a bar mitzvah. I can speak it. I've, mm-hmm. You know, read. I had to learn my part. I have a Hebrew name, Moshe. You know wow. what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, cool. I'm jealous. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, yeah, I, I know a lot about it so uh, you know i just went out to dinner last night with my cousins who are uh they're kosher you know what i mm-hmm. mean they, they don't eat certain things yeah and that's not something i'm um like hasidic they're not like that deep it's just like pork okay you know? or or you, you know you're not supposed to mix dairy and, and meat right right so they like cheeseburger right. like that's not really cheese and meat it's not supposed to go together and for me i'm like for real, you guys are like that, like you know what I mean. Like I, I, I've, I've seen them. It was the first time we were like had a dinner socially, mm. so like I got to learn a little bit about you know who they're, who they are, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I'm like, damn, people really like. <laughs> my, yeah. my family really doesn't doesn't do certain things. That's you know, I've always known other people, but like, to me, you know, yeah, bacon is bacon, right? <laughs> like. But it's, it's it's interesting. But yeah, that's not to not to digress. But yeah, that that uh that that's always been been something that I think you and I can relate to is just in certain scenarios being that face that uh isn't isn't necessarily the common face in the room. You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I feel like you um I feel like you socialized in uh a predominantly black group of friends is that do i have that right i mean i feel like that's i had a lot of i mean no at first at first i say it was probably like 50 50 i had a lot of a lot of white friends too I, you know the brad mcgoldrick's and the brian keenan's you know like yeah. um eddie walt waltimate i think that was his name yeah that came back to me uh no nah, it was like 50 50 at first like ben jackson was probably I mean, growing up, besides Gene, some of my best friends were white. And then, uh, you know, by the time I got to, like, eighth grade, that's when, like, Earl really became my best friend. And naturally, because he lived in Penn Lynn, going over there, I would hang out with more of, you know, black kids. But I still had plenty of time with, uh, like, Brad McGoldrick and Brian Keenan and that crew. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. Like before I got locked up in high school, that's that's probably who I hung out with at that time, like Lindsey Barley, uh, even Rena Lewis, Adrian, like that crew. Like, mm. yeah, that was probably, I probably hung out with them, like me and Steve Johnson, right? Yeah. Probably hung out with 
that crew more than I hung out with any black dudes. I was mm. probably with them most of the time before I like got sent away. So, when did you get sent away? Uh, Can you talk about that. Like I guess it was in the middle of ninth grade, maybe. And I don't think I made it out of freshman year. Definitely don't think I don't. I don't think I was tenth grade. So I think it was probably like freshman year sometime. Where do you go? Where do you go? Uh, first, I went to a detention center, and then they sent me to Glen Mills. They were going to keep me there for 14 months. Um, actually, maybe it was 10th grade. But either way, uh, I ended up going to Lakeside. You mm. know, I ended up getting a lawyer and getting out of Glen Mills. For... Is that just behavioral? Was that an incident? Is that? Yeah, no. I got, um, you know, I was selling weed in high school, and, you know, I would come to school with a whole bunch of Nick bags, probably like almost $300 worth a day. And just one day I just didn't sell out. I might've had six left. I used to sell out. Like, wow. yeah, it was easy. It was second period. Be gone. Wow. Like, yeah. All cash. My mind is blown right now. <laughs> it was, it was wow. really easy. Yeah. It was really easy. It was, it was done going like that for, for most of ninth grade. Like I had, a, I mean, I've always wanted like more expensive stuff and my parents weren't getting it. So, Mm. I would get it, you know, so, yeah. um, but I dropped a, I'll never forget. I had a hoodie on and I just took it off. And like, when I left, I guess I fell out the middle pocket and it just, you know, one of, one of my regretful times that I wasn't on point and I didn't even really yeah. notice it. And probably till like I was on my way home, like, fuck, I didn't even know where I dropped it. And then sure enough, within like two weeks, I got called into a, what was it? Miss Gay's office. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you knew you dropped it. Yeah, yeah, I knew. I knew yeah, because, it, it, you know, I used to keep it in a different, like, bag, and that whole, everything was gone. So I was like, fuck, hopefully I dropped it, like, outside of school. But, yeah. no, I dropped it in a class, like, running under my chair. So cops came in, and then uh, they, like, had a whole bunch of shit on me for just, like, doing dumb shit. Like, when me, me and Steve took change out of, like, an open change machine in the upstairs cafeteria. Yeah. So, like, they tried they tar- to charge me with, like, everything at once. And then I ended up just like getting probation and having to go to Lakeside for, I guess it was like a year and a half, which was a fucking crazy experience. Wow. It's like a big babysitting for high school. But really? Yeah. Lakeside is just, there's no education there. It's just like, okay, you come at nine, you can be home by like two and can eat breakfast and sit in some always, big class. People would always, like, it was always this place people would refer to that they, they would just send people far away and you never really knew much about it. Lakeside wasn't even been. far. It was only like 15 minutes. <laughs> it was like horse. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was back in the cut. Then when I got there, I knew like, I got there, I knew people there already, you yeah. know? And then like within a, maybe two months, Gene came, mm. he got in trouble. I don't even fighting. Uh, my boy, Justin Markley, who's no longer with us. Man, is Justin gone? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Justin Markley, you know, he, he passed a while ago, but uh, he was there. Then we got kicked out of there. Wow. All of us was, was like, you know, rolled together, took over like Lakeside for whatever that is. You wow, know? that just fucked my head up. Yeah. Right there. So, man, I grew up with Justin. Yeah. And Justin was like the first brown kid I knew. Yeah, Spanish. Yeah. He was, he was Spanish. Yeah, I never we never vibed. It was similar. I think I had a thing with just kids that kids that like were brown and like I think I just had like a an adversity thing. And wow, that's like a name I would have. That's like a guy I would have liked to. Man, he probably passed. I don't even know if he he might have just been twenty one. If that, I don't even know. Jeez. He passed really young. Yeah. Yeah. After I can't remember him after maybe middle school, elementary school. He went to Lakeside. Wow. Then I think him and Gene went to a boot camp, and then. 
He lived in Norristown, and yeah. Wow. Getting Man, into, that's a that's getting a into some dumb stuff. Yeah. 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 So. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, because you used to come in with the uh, with like the Armani Exchange sweaters, and like that was like yeah. your thing. So yeah, yeah, I can. I I think I probably definitely had the impression that that you were rich and yeah. you drove the Mercedes, right? Yeah, my dad. Yeah, and then, and then everybody. I still drive Mercedes, and then everybody thinks I'm rich because I drive Mercedes. But it's like. But that works there. Mercedes gives us money to pay for our car payments. Yeah. Like we pay what people, if I went and bought into a Ford dealership and bought like a Focus. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, How did you know about that? Because I never knew, like I had heard of Armani. Yeah. But I never, and I didn't know what it was really. I'd never seen it. But I'd never heard of Armani Exchange. How do you know about, how did you know about that stuff at 15, 16? <laughs> grandma. My grandma really? lived in the city, took public transportation, <laughs> You know, was uh in the hood, and uh, my little my little old Jewish grandma, and uh, she she loved fashion, and it's probably why I have a a sneaker uh, addiction to this day. She loves shoes, and um, my dad was sold cars, he sold buses, he sold everything. So a lot of time he'd be out of the house from eight in the morning till eight nine at night. So I spent a, a lot of time growing up with my mom and grandma. Mm. So naturally. You know, she would take me shopping. Mm -hmm. uh, my uncle, he he's no longer with us, but uh, he was huge into fashion. So I think, you know, without knowing it, I was I was being not being groomed, but I, I naturally took on that that trait of yeah. of you know materialistic, you know, uh, you know, wanting something, feeling feeling special with materialistic stuff. And ever yeah. since a young age, it's just been something, you know, I, I've I've sought after. That's literally like the inspiration for Kanye. <laughs> That's like how he used to rock. He was like the only kid back in the day who was rocking these brands that no one had ever heard of. And yeah, it's like him, where do you get this? this polos. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's usually you know, um, despite what you would th you think, there's usually, uh, you know, mavens or or other other people who 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 show you, you know, I've never stumbled upon anything myself. I, I would love to take credit. Like yeah. I, I, I found this brand, you yeah. know, but, uh, you know, it's always something or somebody I see or, or back then, you know, going through the mall and my grandma, taking me into this store, mm -hmm. you know, and, and buying me a, my first sweater and then I get a taste, you know, and then, like I said, fast forward ninth grade, my mom and dad is like, you know, fuck no, I ain't spending no hundred and twenty five dollars <laughs> on a sweater. You get a pair of sneaks a year. That's right. it. Like you get one First pair day. of sneaks. Yeah, you get one pair of sneaks and this shit better last. And I'm like, man, I, I like these sneaks. I like this sweater. I, you know, I'm I'm always out and I'm seeing this stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I turned to to selling some weed to, in order to, you know, purchase. Yeah. What I wanted, you know. Wow. And that and that worked out. You, so you know what's crazy is that I think that you're definitely a person that, um, if you want to call it the popular kids, right? But you're you're a person that I think everyone talked about, um, and so rumors would fly. I don't think I ever heard that in my life. I never knew that. That is incredible. That's not something that like I that like caught wind of everything. You know? Yeah. 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 I've been. Uh, I feel like I've been talked about you know a lot so it's 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 definitely that should get back to you like in in real time you know you're in class whatever it's 11th grade hey someone says yo people are talking about blah 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 or someone's saying this is it 
We yeah. didn't have internet back then. Yeah. And so the, the ability to spread this info so quickly wasn't, it had to go mouth to mouth. So you know it came from someone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew before I went to Wissahickon, people, you know, having the last name Coxon, you know, I've, I heard the jokes, you know, mm. before, about from people who I never even met, you know, that I'm, I'm friends with to now. You yeah. know what I mean? But you growing up, kids are mean, you know, Eric Coxsucker or whatever. And yeah. I had friends in Wissahickon. So, you know, we would be hanging out and, you know, they'd say, yo, this dude was talking shit. This dude was talking shit. A couple of times, you know, I shouldn't say a couple of times, but there's been a time where my first introduction to people, because growing up in Ambler, it's it's a close town. You can fucking walk or ride your bike to somebody's house that's yeah. knocking on their door and literally, yeah, what's up? Like, uh, is so-and-so home? I'm not going to drop names, yeah. but... But they come to the door like, yeah, I heard you were saying, you wow. know, I'm Eric Cocksucker. And they'd be like, no, it's not like that. No, wow. not, now we're friends, you know. So, wow. yeah, so you're right. It wasn't Internet or Twitter or, or Facebook or, or indirect shit that people would throw. I just would have friends that, you know, were real friends and tell me when people were fucking talking shit on me. So. Yeah. That's back in, you know, 10, 11 years old. So, <laughs> you know, nowadays people get shot and shit. Yeah, so that yeah, was yeah. still like. When you could, you know, knuckle up. Yeah. So wow, I instantly feel so lucky now that that never. <laughs> I always felt like we had just like like, and you know what I think it was? I had animosity with Gene. Oh, okay. Right, and, and that's so like my brother. Right, so and that's the crew. naturally. It's yeah. like well, if I have a problem with one, I'm going to have a problem, and I understand. Yeah, I understand that. yeah, yeah. If it was reverse, I would have been this. Yeah, like, it's like that crew, Gene, Fran. I had an okay relationship with Earl. Yeah, you know, and um, and he gets along with everyone. Who didn't? Right? Yeah. Was there anybody who did not have a, a okay? Earl was the wise man. Yeah, right? I saw him at the DMX concert like <laughs> a month ago. Um, yeah. looks exactly the fucking same. Yeah, a little thicker, you know. Yeah. Got, got some adult age on him. <laughs> Five, father age, you know. He's a dad, so. Wow. So, did you like high school? Uh, honestly, I, I, I another, I guess, you know, if I could turn back, I, I didn't really experience it. I didn't experience it like everybody did. When I got taken out of it, my life was at the 180, you know. I went from being the popular guy, trying to get girls, you know. You know, having 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 you know the girls who you who you're attracted to and you would hope to eventually have a chance with to, you know, having to pay lawyers' fees and and uh, you're so young. Yeah, you know, I was didn't even fifteen. You know, wow. I'm pa- I'm giving my parents two three grand for a lawyer. They don't have it. And once you're here, you're in Glen Mills. I'm 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 trying to hide stuff from them. You know, I got stuff hidden between the mattress. You mm. know, acting like I don't have nothing. And I'm like, yeah, you got to take this money and pay for this lawyer. And, you know, I get home and I'm at Lakeside. And like I said, that was babysitting. There's no after school sports. There's no, yeah. the girls there ain't, ain't the same quality and type <laughs> as the girls at Wissahickon. I can tell you that. So, so it's, it's, it's not like um, my relationships or anything blossomed in Lakeside or anything. And um, at that point, you're not allowed at Wissahickon. You're not allowed on the property. So, you know, it's, it's just... I don't know. I, my experience, I, I didn't really get back into Wissahickon maybe until the last, what, what, was it semesters or quarters? The last quarter of 11th grade. And then it was, see, when I was a senior, they did like that work. Block scheduling. Work, it was like a work thing, work program. Or where oh, okay. I, I was in school for like two classes and then I would go to like where they assigned me to intern, you oh. know? So I was barely in school. So like I didn't, 
at first everything was love when I got to eighth grade and ninth grade, like you said, the partying and being the popular crew, but you probably don't remember, but I was taken out of that. And then when I was taken out of that, I, I didn't hang with them like that. You know what I mean? Mm. That's when I really started hanging in Penn Lynn more and like, yeah, I was hanging with, you know, that, 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 that black click more just because once I was taken away, like I lost kind of touch in, with my white friends, you know? So before you came, um, something I'm trying to remember to have people do is to sign the yearbook. So before you came, I pulled out the yearbook and I looked at your picture and you mentioned in there, um, about having dark times yeah, and knowing who your friends are now or yeah. knowing who you can trust. Yeah. And I thought, I go, what the fuck is he talking about? What was, what was, what was so bad? And so, yeah, my mind is completely blown. And maybe I knew about that, but maybe, and maybe I knew you were gone, but man, I just don't remember any of that. Yeah. Exactly. And that just puts a completely different. <laughs> now, now you see, yeah, it was, it was different, right? Because everybody's, everybody has their own life and everybody's, and you know, and when you're in high school, that's kind of who, when you're really developing into your own individual, who you're going to be, right? I mean, you still grow into your college years, but high school, shit so i mean what thing about 18 year old going off to war so like like everybody it has their own shit going on so like me being taken out it's on people's radar they say it bloop but then life goes right mm -hmm. you have your own shit you have your own drama you have your own relationships so like if we weren't really close mm -hmm. it still goes and then boom i'm back in but if you're not even going to the parties I'm going to, you don't know if I'm there or not. Mm -hmm. You just imagine he might not be in school, but I'm sure he's still hanging out with the same people. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was, yeah, I, that, that you know, especially at that point, I definitely <laughs> definitely wish I could take that some, some uh, maybe put some more inspirational stuff and not dwell so much on some of that dark stuff. But, but I guess at the high school time when I had to, you know, you know get a quote that's that's where i was really like i felt like again i went from being a real popular person to only having some a few people i could really mm. you know you go through stuff and you find out who you can really trust who's going to be there who you know when, when you do shit or you do dumb shit and people are still there for you that you know those are people you can count on versus just people when shit times are good they're there for you, you yeah know? yeah everybody goes through that i just went through it at a real <laughs> real early age do you feel like that was necessary um for you to, do you feel like it was easy for you to change, I guess? And do you feel like having a smaller crew made that easier for the last year, year and a half? Uh, I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't popular. So I'm trying to think like, I think, you know, at that age I had become more into girls. Mm -hmm. So I was hanging more out. I wasn't really even in, I probably in 12th grade, I really wasn't, really wasn't even hanging out with my boys like that. I was yeah. more into like my, my chick just yeah. just me and my girl like trying to trying to you know think at that age i knew it all and i was detailing cars making money and and uh, you know i just i just was ready for a serious relationship you know and i was more focused on that so again i wasn't going to parties in 12th grade i was I was dating an, old, an older woman at the time i was down south street i was i was mm. had a fake idea i was going <laughs> You know, I was yeah. I was trying to be more of a probably doing some college stuff. Yeah. You know, more than high school stuff. I was always a, kind of like a step ahead. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Again, I, that that whole high school life really, I, I I feel I missed out on a lot of stuff despite you know being part of the popular group. You mentioned um, 
um, girls. Do you feel like our school was? Let me ask you. What do you? Th- I don't want to put words in your mouth, and so. What do you feel like the 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 temperament was for sex in our school? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's a weird question. Like. <laughs> Yeah, like the temperament, like the temperature, like like was it was it a sex driven atmosphere that was just hot and heavy? Yeah, I mean, in the in, in, in the in the time, I would probably be. Again, I, I was dating an older woman that wasn't in in high school. She was going to Temple, so I was kind of out of touch with what most of the girls were doing in our high school. Like I knew a couple of girls were having sex, obviously, but like, I don't know. I didn't have my, my, my thumb on, on the pulse of how many girls were really like, you know, getting turned out by their men at the time. <laughs> I can tell you this. I feel like nowadays it's even worse than when we were. So like there was definitely people that were sexual, sexually active. I, I don't know. If, I don't think I would say our, our school was, you know, well, well, you know, advanced in, in the sexual activity going on. But I feel like nowadays, like heavier. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you're talking like 13 year olds, like a lot of them like doing sexual stuff, which even at like when I was 13, I was still probably more into sports than trying to get my freak on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was graduation for you? What did that? That was, that was see, I had so much shit going on, like. There's there's so many stories about what's happening. So, you know, I come back from getting arrested for selling weed. I'm labeled now. You know, I have a label on me, right? So You feel that from you you like felt that from Oh, well, I can give you there was, I I have uh, I have examples, you know. There's there was times this is stuff other kids didn't have to deal with. So there's times um again, I was always trying to make money. I'd I'd buy a, a bag of blow pops for like whatever, $2. Sell each blow pop for 50 cents out of my locker. Mm. Next thing you know, next day, Mr. Madden's coming to me if in homeroom, you know, with I'm getting sent to his office with another person in there, a teacher I don't even know. And they're like, yeah, a girl bought, said she bought a blow pop from you yesterday and uh, got sick, felt sick afterwards. So we think you, made, you maybe were selling laced blow pops with like ecstasy or something. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah. Um, you know, again, at this age, I'm really feeling like an adult. Right. Like my parents are more I'm I'm not locked up as long as I'm staying out of trouble there. I'm like kind of have free range now, you know, so like I'm I'm feeling grown. I'm feeling like a senior and I'm like 16, you know, but I'm like. How much did I sell it to her? And they're like 50 cents. And I'm like, do you really think I'd be selling, you know, drugs for 50 cents? And they let me go, you know, mm-hmm. but but that's the type of shit I deal with. I'd have Mr. Madden coming up to me another time. Uh, teacher said they smelled weed on you um, before, you know, when you were coming in. And I'm like, yo, why would I waste it? Why would I get high and sit in, like, <laughs> history class 45 minutes just, like, looking straight? Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Like, And, like, you know, I could see if sometimes... I mean, I'm not saying I never went to school high, but the times that they would, like, fuck with me, like, it was just purely fuckery, you yeah. know, just because they thought I was... They labeled me as, you know, this this type of person, this... That he's going to be trouble and really i was just trying to buy armani and nikes you yeah. know what i mean i didn't i wasn't really <laughs> you suffered literally the and i don't i don't i don't i'm not making light of it but this is that's what the 
black experience is for you know the black man in america the label the label (laughs) and the inability to get an honest second chance when you are doing right the minute they have the opportunity to go after you for something they go after it warranted or not yeah and looking back it's probably and just like it is today you have and i'm not saying mr madden i've actually run into him you know, after after and have fine conversation with them. But you get somebody in a new position trying to show their boss they're doing good. They this kid's gonna be easy mm-hmm. to get, you know, and that'll make me look good. So they're they're always trying to, you know, get you doing something. Mm-hmm. Like, so, Did but you, yeah, that that was that that didn't make it unenjoyable. So graduating, going back to your original question, even more stuff I had to deal with was. So it might have been a month before we were supposed to graduate. My mom gets a call or a letter basically saying they weren't going to let me graduate because of truancy. Mm. Now, <laughs> I had never heard the word truancy before then. Nobody had ever spoken to me before about truancy. And what happened was, remember I said I had that work-study program. So mm. I had this this work-study, and, and some of the, my my other students were going to lawyers and being little secretary, admin, answering phones, whatever, doctor's office, dental, dental offices. And they sent me to the pager guy in Ambler. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. The fucking Dustin, was that his name? Yeah, that's I where I bought the Biggie and the Machiavelli <laughs> yeah, album. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. Machiavelli. Yeah, my shit. But, uh, so I took it as an insult, right? There you go again, like the black guy. Right? So just because I had, I, I, I got caught selling drugs in ninth grade or maybe tenth, whatever. Now all of a sudden, my future is the pager guy in Ambler. Like that's that's what I, that's 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 how I took it. I was really insulted by. It wasn't even like they asked me or gave me hey options. It was just like I go there. This is where you're going. I'm like what? Like I grew up on Forest Ave. This is two blocks from where I live. <laughs> right. Like this is my big like my my first experience into the working world once i graduate is the damn pager guy I could work here part-time on saturdays in my neighborhood this right. is a joke so i didn't go right and they counted that as me not like going to school so mm. my mom going back to the story my mom uh gets this letter saying i'm not going to graduate because of truancy so she approaches me like what the it's like said i was like 50 days truant it was a lot it was like half a year and I'm like, yo, I've never heard nobody ever said anything to me. It was almost like at a certain point, they knew I wasn't going. So Mr. Madden said I could be, I could kind of like work for him. I just, so uh, they kept kept an eye on me. So mm. 12th grade, I'd have two classes. And then literally, I would sit in like where Mr. Madden's office was. Yeah. And like, he would, if he needed me to go get a student to get in trouble or something, he would send me to go, <laughs> go get go. them. But the thing was, I was I was fucking up. So like I would go get my friends. Mm. I'd be like, I'm going to the bathroom. He would be like, All right. And I'd like go. People the teachers Study knew. Hall. The teachers knew I was working for so I'd be like, uh, Gene, uh, Mr. Madden needs to speak to you. He'd get up, we spend like ten minutes in the hallway, he'd go back in the class, I go get, you know, whoever. Get someone else. Yeah. And then going back to graduation, my mom calls them freaks out, like, You're gonna tell me a fucking month before graduation about this, like never give us a warning or anything. Freaked out and they were just like basically fine like all right we'll we'll let him walk Mm. and it was just like wow yeah thank god but even even getting that diploma from what's the hickam was a fight so wow yeah different experience right 
I I was close. I didn't. I almost didn't. I had some English thing with Mrs. McCracken, very similar thing. End of the line, and <laughs> two weeks before, yeah. mom, my mom had a call and check on it, and they gave me the thumbs up. Yeah, they're like, we don't want to have to deal with these people again. Yeah, like it's not worth it. So yeah, graduated and yeah, senior weekend party time. When you left high school, what was that transition like? Now uh, having to find your own. Again, it was the money chase was on, you know. Uh, so I was detailing cars. My dad worked at Mercedes, so I was lucky enough to have this this benefit, if you would, that my dad could hook me up with clients to mostly wealthy clients to detail their cars. They're not really they're interested in having somebody just come to their house in their driveway, clean their car charging a nice premium fee mm. so at a certain point i had it's like, like your own thing yeah i had like 30 cars you know some some are regular some and you're talking wealthy wealthy people who own businesses have three cars i'd go there clean three cars make 500 dollars in four hours every other saturday you know and then to the point where i have so many cars that i could start bringing a friend paying them 150 four hours back then you know you're 18 you're feeling good mm-hmm. one saturday walking with 150 so my mom was really the catalyst behind like me being somewhat financially smart, which is like, yeah, you're making decent money, you know, but this is manual labor and you can like do this the rest of your life, but you'll be out in the snow doing this shit and mm-hmm. like you need to get a degree. So I was like, just to like kind of please her, you know, I was like, fuck it, I'll, I'll go to, um, I'll go to Monco, you know, and at first I'll take four courses. But I was more interested in money, so I was working full-time. I was working, you know, I'm trying to think. I also had, I worked at Marabella's, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 73. Yeah, I worked there when I was 16. I delivered pizzas for this pizza shop in Penland, the first pizza shop where where that, like, little strip store was. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always had these, like, little jobs and detailing. So I was more interested in doing that. And doing the four courses at Monk, I was just not getting good grades, you know. Mm. So I backed it down to two. And then, uh, yeah, I started, you know, working at like GMAC Mortgage and just always detailing but always having another job. I was basically had two jobs and trying to do school. So I started eventually just doing like two classes and getting better grades and slowly working my way up. Mm. And then I uh, did the dual trend, graduated Monco. Again, still working all that time, and eventually I ended up working in a a, a pharma where like a a company that worked with pharmaceutical companies shipping their drugs, and I did that full time and did Temple and Ambler part time at night and got a bachelor's in uh business administration marketing. You know, so oh, nice. yeah, yeah. Are you uh, using it? No, not at all. Never did anything <laughs> in marketing, but the good thing was working. Full-time in the farm industry, uh, most farmer jobs need four years of experience plus a degree, and I had knocked out the four years' experience. So I transitioned right into having a farmer, being in the pharmaceutical industry with a degree. That's so cool. I got 12 years farm industry uh, experience. and That's awesome. Yeah, went from selling illegal drugs to working with <laughs> legal drugs. Yes, you see, see that transition? Who would have thought, right? That was crazy. So, but, uh Yeah. It was all just trying to chase a check, trying to 
you know, buy happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we're, what, what's driven into us, you know? Yeah, money. Yeah. Money is the start of it, right? Yeah, yeah. You gotta buy stuff, to material stuff to make you feel good, you know? It's, a, it's strange how when you grow up, you, you learn and, and you, you kind of expand your mind more, you know? Mm. That's, ha- that's happened to me a lot. Yeah. My, my perspective on stuff has changed dramatically from what I thought I knew and what I thought I wanted to even now. And I imagine in 10 years, it'll be completely different. What kind of stuff? You know, I mean, like I said, uh, coming out of high school was money, money, money. Like I just want money. I just want to buy stuff and money and money and money. Just, that's how I'm going to be happy. And then, you know, I know people who have money and f- kill themselves. You know, I know, yeah. you know, money isn't happiness. And then, you realize it's relationships. It's it's you know it's it's every, it's different for everybody. But for me, it's you know it's 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 not being so selfish. You know, it's mm. not you know it's trying to 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 grow relationships. And, and yeah, I would say for me, not being so selfish because before it was it was really like I, like I said, going back to high school where I didn't do much with my family. You know, I, I would rather be with my friends. Um, Getting out of high school, still didn't really do much with my family. I was trying to get money, mm. so like, I, I I had a friends I would go out with every Friday, Saturday night and drink with. You know what I mean? But it was really just like me trying to get what I wanted. All right. And now it's just like, you know, I have a house. I have an acre and a half. Uh, you know, I drive a Benz. Uh, you know, from the outside, I have what a lot of people would would deem as being happy with you right. know but deal. Right. yeah but not you know it's I, I i seek more you know i'm not happy mm-hmm. you know with just that stuff i trade it all in for you know a wife and like just a good really solid relationship that mm-hmm. would stand the test of time you mm-hmm. know what i mean like scary thinking about relationships and stuff yeah you're you're one of you're probably going to be one of the few of our of our age group that's uh unmarried like yeah. myself <laughs> yeah yeah i mean or without kids. And without kids. Like, who would have thought? Yeah. Um, 36. I, uh, after my fiance and I was split, I really had some deep thoughts and came to the conclusion that I would be happy. You, you have to accept it, right? Mm. Like, because you, you grow up with pictures of what life should be, right? right? Versus what life is. And uh, I had to either decide whether or not I was going to pursue really trying to chase down a relationship and force someone, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to force a relationship so I can live this life that I imagined. And then you come to a conclusion that like, you know, you could do that and be stuck with somebody or partner to raise a kid with who you're not happy with. And there's conflict every other, you know, fucking night about some shit or mm-hmm. it's just more stress in your life. You'll regret it. Yeah, and I just came to the conclusion that if kids aren't in my cards, then I'm fine with that. You yeah. know what I mean? But I still would like to have them. Mm. But as long as it's with the right person. I've seen too many relationships with kids without the right situation and feel bad for the kids. And I feel bad for the parents, just the stress. Life is stressful enough just with everyday shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying about relationships, stress and relationships, having healthy relationships, positive people, you know, positive energy. Not people yelling at you. You you, you know, work stressful. You don't want to go home and then eight hours, nine hours at our job, and you go home, open the door, and you're already you you dreading going home just seeing this person's face. I don't mm. want that. You know. Yeah. So. Wow. 
our perspectives are <laughs> I can't really add to that because that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, like yeah, I mean Wow, that's funny. Yeah, it's real life, man. That's that's what that's what we're in right now, right? It's like and people are getting less and less social as time goes on. Well, yeah, yeah, and uh I I you blame eh, blame this the this, this cell phone and mm-hmm. social media. I, I hate it. You know, you, you, it takes away from, from chemistry. It takes away from me asking what you did this summer. Yeah. I don't got to hell ask you. I was on vacation with you. <laughs> uh, it's not, you know, how many times you think about it, right? First day of school, when we were going back to school, whether it be eighth grade, seventh grade, even younger, you want to know what your friends did that summer. You would have pro- days, the first fuck up, a couple of days of school that week would be projects of what did you do this summer? Yep. You know? And yep. You, your friend go away to summer camp. You want to find out what happened. Were there girls there? Like you know everything. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you, you cannot see somebody for three months, and the first thing when you see them, you don't even say, "Hey, what you been up?" Because you already know. You already know. I know what you had for dinner last night, dude. <laughs> you know that's something that I always said about the reunion when I would think about going. When we were talking about the two that we think happened, the one thing would be. Um, Who's going are the people that I want to see are the people that I want to see or catch up with. Are they there? And what don't I know? Especially for me, I worked at Wawa. So for years, I saw everyone (laughs) for years after high school. Yeah, the one in Springhouse. Nice. Yeah, that was the one. And so everyone would come in all the time. So for three, four, five years, I knew exactly what everyone was up to. I knew where they worked. I knew where they lived, still in the area. Yeah. Uh, And so there was nothing to really catch up on. Now I feel like time has gone by. Um, People are definitely in their adulthood now, right? Like uh, at 36... I mean, there's still time for you if you're listening to this and you don't have your shit together. But uh, at this age, you know, it, it's uh, if you're not on the right track, you better get on it because uh, we're closer to 40 than uh, anything else. And yeah. after that, it's, you know what I mean? It's a race to retirement. When I think about, man, my, my, my mom was 30 when she had me. So being 36 now and having no semblance of, adulthood going on yeah my uh my dad was i think 42 yeah and my, wow. mom, my mom was probably 30 31 oh eric my dad was 41 that is crazy yes yeah, so so why weren't we friends um <laughs> again again I, I never even it's not even that i didn't like you i just oh my God. i just didn't That's know crazy you. I, we never had classes together yeah. i just didn't know you you know yeah. i was a. A friend. I was always friends of convenience. If you were in my class mm-hmm. and you were in close reach to me, we would probably be friends. Yeah, we had class together. You probably would have been like, "This motherfucker's funny." You know what I mean? I might have said the no, same thing. It would thing. have never worked. <laughs> I felt threatened. I felt threatened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, and I probably, I, I if I'm remembering, we probably had words. We probably have. I was the type to like. I can promise you this, right? Yeah. I don't know what happened. Never heard of anything. But there's, uh, he's my closest friend to this day. Yeah. And there's never been a time when we reminisce that he brings up that fucking dude, Brad, back in fucking whatever grade I should have fucking punched. Never. So yes. I'm sure whatever you held on to and felt was probably in and out of his head very quickly. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's been out of my head, but when I think back <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, when you're looking at relationships now. and like, hey, I see this person on Facebook, like, but... 
in high school, we did like we never even spoke, you know. And especially when you try and think back to your own shit, yeah. and you think back, and you go, "When did I?" You know, you think, "Man, was I like this back then?" And you think, "Man, I used to do shit like this, and I used to do shit like that." And you go, "Yeah, what about?" Yeah, I used to have those shit with Gene. And then as a grown-up, you think, what was that now? You know, you have this one night, you think about that shit, and you go, no, you know what? Before we were even in school together, I punched him in the... I think I, I think I sucker punched him in summer camp. And I go, you know, if that was me now, I would have I really hated me. I would have never given me any slack. Yeah. And so uh, that will probably be my first question when I talk to Gene. Yeah. Was I the asshole? Yeah, I mean that's you guys will know that way better than me because I don't, I don't even know that story. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know if he remembers it, <laughs> but I remember it now because I think back yeah, to it. And I think, oh that, fuck, there's certain stuff that's burned into people's memories, you know. Yeah, certain stuff that I can't fucking grasp onto if I wanted to. But there's. Do certain... you hold on to stuff from high school at all? Uh, yeah, I mean I don't really hold on to it, but there's stuff situations I wish I would have handled differently or situations I wish I wouldn't have let affect me you know what I mean yeah. that like when you're in the moment when you're in high school you're it's like you have no aspect of future mm. it's that day you know it's it's that reputation reputation you're living with and uh you don't think like a week or a month what's what what will that whatever I do what's the impact you know yeah. so there's definitely but not a lot. It's not like there's a whole bunch of situations. But there's things I wish I, I you know, yeah, I, I would have handled differently. Yeah, I think that's I think that's my uh, as an adult, that's more of my my take on it. When I look back and I say I can't, I can't change those things. But I wish I understood things the way I understand them now, and I have had more patience and you know thought to not react so, not react so hot. Yeah. To certain things. Yeah. Were you a fighter at all, or mm. not really? No, I wouldn't classify myself as a fighter. I mean, I'm not gonna let anybody disrespect me. Yeah, there were people in my circle of friends who were, who were the fighters. Uh-huh. You know, I was more of the the social guy who just wanted to have fun. Uh, Glenn Mills just got some shit. How about that? Shut yeah. down. Completely shut down. Wow. And the crazy thing is, they talk about for for abuse. I'm like. The thing, the reason they sent me to Glenn Mills was because of that, because of the physical, it was the only place where they could physically Mm. restrain you, for lack of a better term, aka fuck you up. Mm -hmm. That was like, that's why Glenn Mills is so good. This is where all the bad kids, the the kids who who are so bad, but I actually had to go to Glenn Mills for a different reason. I'm 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 a shock your memory here too. So I was in the detention center. And they were they were like, well, what do we do with him? Like, Lakeside's too crowded, and this detention center's filling up. The detention center's filling up. This is right after Columbine. So all the fucking threats that kids were calling in, remember? Like, yeah. right afterwards, there was this Copycats. spike. Yeah, there was this spike. So I'm in detention center with, like, these fucking little white kids who have fucking mental problems with mommy and daddy calling in school saying they're going to shoot shit up so mm. you know they they ship me out to glenn mills and i don't even know if i was supposed to be there but yeah that's when yeah it was real you know every all the staff member it was a beautiful campus i mean beautiful you're not in cuffs or nothing it's like a college campus mm. but you know they're waking you up fucking five you're 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 fucking like the army yeah when you first get there i think you earn 
again, I wasn't there long enough. You earn more freedoms the more they trust you. But like the first couple of weeks, you're like a high risk. So the staff member always got to be with you. So you're you're up 5 a.m. You go to bed when they tell you. You you have like two minutes to take showers. They like time you, literally time you. I don't know if you even know what that's like to try to take no. and clean yourself in two fucking minutes. No. It's You become good at it, but that shit is... I'll tell you what, when you get out of there, you you fucking appreciate a shower without somebody saying one minute, 30 seconds, you know, Shit. one minute, 30 seconds, and they turn the shower off with soap in your fucking, on your body yeah. and take you the fuck out of there. But I was there when somebody tried to run off, because you're not in cuffs or nothing. But when you run, these are all like ex-NFL people who don't make it. Like, these are fucking bouncer type dudes, and they grab you, wow. and they can punch you, and they fuck you up. But there was people there from, like, Florida, Texas. This is, like, this is a known... That's why I'm, like, when I hear it now, you know, that just shows how stuff has changed and the mm. the optics of, of stuff is so different and sensitive now. now. Now they're like, <gasps> they hit people at Glenn Mills, shut it down. I'm like, mm. shit, that shit, that's how, they, that's how it was. What <laughs> do you mean? That's point. Yeah, that's, that's how it's for. been. That's not something new. That's not abuse. That wasn't abuse when I went there. That was normal probably make it like fucking an old age community 55 and up now they pop up everywhere out there <laughs> you gotta you know use I mean? the building yeah and the property i mean they got these birds there that are like are specific to that just that area that i think are from the south it's crazy it's they got like a fucking community uh the houses were like jefferson house they had it's a fucking beautiful place wow probably a shitload of money from from staffers Mm-hmm. I mean, they had yeah, they had great sports program. If I probably would have stayed there. I probably would have done sports. Some success stories that come out of Glove Mills. Yeah. That's why I was kind of not not as sad as St. Mary's getting knocked down, but you know, just another it's another one, right? another staple of when we were growing up. That's going to be erased. You know, do you get down to Ambler at all? Yeah, my dad lives in Fort Washington. Uh, still got frozen. Still get my hair cut by Earl and Ambler. Yeah. Yeah. Right at the end of Forest Ave. That's awesome. Ironic. You're at Forest Gardens? Valley Brook Apartments. Oh, yeah. Valley Brook. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So, I used to see you guys driving by there because I was at Edgewood. Mm. Right at the top Mm -hmm. there. Is that the place with the pool? Yes. Yeah, we should have been friends. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Pools were valuable back then. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. You used to be um, jealous of shit about apartments. Like, why don't we live in those apartments? It's a street over and it has a fucking pool. Fuck. Uh, yeah, but it for my mom was all about that. Yeah. 18 years and never never once was in it. Never? Didn't even uh, jump into it. When I look online on Facebook and shit, you, have, you are still, your friends are all still very tight. You guys all still, you know, weddings and stuff. It's, uh... It's a happy sight when you know when it's someone's getting married rare, or something, right? It's rare to have that group stick together. Yeah, such a large group too. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't feel so large anymore. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, and even now, it's it's dissolved into, you know, just the strength of 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 the the time known. You know, mm-hmm. every, you know, uh, I might be the only one left that doesn't have kids. You know, or yeah. a kid. Yeah. Literally. Um, Fran has a has a baby coming soon and then it's just me. Yeah. You know, so social life just isn't the same, you know. And it's expected, but so you, your friendships 
you know, we're all men too, so it's not like women where we set up lunch dates, and <laughs> right, shit, right? right? We should, we should get together for games more, and we used to. And like you said, during special occasions, we still get up, but it would be nice to do more than just a special occasion, mm. you know. But we're still, yeah, no, we're still a phone call away. Like, I still, you know, feel like if I needed any one of them, I could call and they would be there. It's just not, you know, there were years of just, what is it, Saturday night? Yeah. You know, you would be expecting to be with like four or five of them. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. And like now they got drinking. Yeah, now... You know, Kids. yeah, like, yeah, you can come over, you yeah. know, the baby should be down by like nine, you yeah. know, you can smoke on the deck and shit and then baby's down, we can watch, you know, Philly's game. Mm. It's just like, dude, I'll get fucking tired. Kind of, yeah. I'd rather be on my couch and pass out. Exactly. You know, yeah, so. Drive back and, you know. Yeah. And then after working, you know, you're adult now, you work, fucking tired. In the car going to work, every you, you got the same distance as me, that 40 minute ride there and back, you, you Last time out of the car, sometimes appreciate it. You yep. know, like, I don't know if I feel like getting in the car and driving because I'm old now. Just going to walk a, walk around the block real quick. So, and... Something I, I can never forget when I was 16, I was getting, first getting my license. It was sitting on the step with Gene and saying, when I get my license, I'm, I'm always going to be driving. I'll never be bored, right? I'll just always be driving. I don't even care if I have nowhere to go. I'll just be driving. Now I'm just so happy when I don't have to drive, you mm-hmm. know? For me, especially out here with parking, once you give up your spot yeah, at, at like night, real estate, right? mm-hmm. once I give it up, that's you get a good spot. You're like, fuck yeah. When I parked here, I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. If I get a ticket or towed, sometimes it's too good to be true. You're like no, no, you're all right. searching everywhere for signs, hidden signs and shit. Come out there, the car's gone. Got to pay 250 bucks to get it out. It's brutal. They got me one time up here. Someone was moving. They put up a temporary sign. They got me for about four fifty. Because then you got to pay the tickets that you owe. On top of that, <laughs> so I had a couple for like ninety five dollars, and they got me for all of them. Yeah, and the worst parking I ever seen was the Bronx. I, I dated a girl uh, while in college, a couple years in the Bronx, and like we would go out on a Saturday night and come home at four in the morning, and we would have to sleep in the car, double parked until they like, somebody moved their car. You drive around the block 20 fucking times and then finally like just double park, fall asleep. Sometimes cops come up behind you, make you start driving around again. But that, I don't get how people do it. That's why I'm, that's why I'm not very into New York. It's just very complicated it's everywhere. A, it's a good place to visit. Yeah. I'm cool with visiting. Yeah. Now, if, if I was on some like really, really rich shit, I, yes. if you can live in New York the right way. With, I had a driver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, garage. Underneath the building, we're like, yeah, perfect. Yeah, we can do it. Perfect. Even here, like, I kind of wish <laughs> I could get like a garage. I see some of these places around here in South Philly that have little garages, and I think, man, that's really convenient. Yeah, I uh, I was introduced to somebody who had a house on South Street who had a, a garage underneath. Like, that's where he could park. Mm-hmm. Sick ass place. Balcony overlooks South Street. Is there anything that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about? I don't know. You know. The environment now we live in the, the the politics. I don't know what your political stance is. I'm uh, extremely liberal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in rights for everybody and no discrimination. Yes, I I haven't run into too many biracial people who don't. Yeah, right? like yeah. it's hard being biracial. Yeah, being like no nah, fuck immigration. You know, like what's that like for you? 
biracial nowadays. I my line I always say it's like it was hard back then for me because especially you know being I didn't even know you were Jewish, yeah. and so I thought it like I always say it was just me. This was before Drake. <laughs> yeah, you were the OG Drake. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. But you were right there. So I mean, like now it's like, oh, of course it's, it's you know, and it's cor- definitely more common, right? Like, like you said, growing up before I came, were you the only biracial kid in that you know of? In, yeah, in the in school. Yep. Okay, so I was the only biracial kid I knew in my school in Chestnut Hill, and then uh, nowadays I feel like I run into a lot more biracial people. Mm-hmm. It's like. I don't want to say more accepted because it wasn't like it wasn't accepted, but again, um, racial stuff still exists, right? Like there was, you know, my mom's family didn't necessarily agree with my mom being with my dad. I, mm-hmm. I lived with it in my own family. So, but nowadays it's more blended, right? Right. It's a good thing. I've assembled a large group of biracial friends last weekend, went to the roots picnic with six biracial people that's fucking that might be a record it's <laughs> i don't i don't i don't know six we're calling ourselves brown town we're uh it's cool big it's incredible put me, i never put me had down for the next event yes let's, you're let's right. make it seven dude you're you're in um yeah it's 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 so weird now that it is so accepted i felt uh i felt very much like the black sheep of you know culture yeah, I always got Spanish. You know, I never really got right. Nobody ever was like, "You're a black or you're white or you're mixed." I never got mixed. It was always Spanish. Yes, we're black. I get, and even now I get Samoan. <laughs> never, I've never had that. Oh yeah, it's in fact now it's boring when I tell them I'm black and white. <laughs> you know, Samoan, Samoan. Latino, um, and then I go, yeah, and I just just black and white. Oh, sorry. So, uh. Living in the city, how's that like? It's fun. Uh, I like not driving. Yeah. I like uh, that I can go anywhere, especially around here, uh, versus you know being a little bit further south. I can walk anywhere pretty much in 15 minutes. Yeah. So that's extremely convenient. First time I was on 9th Street, I think, was, uh, was there a teacher, Mr. Lazar? Mr. Lazar. Was there a field trip, I yep. think? Ninth grade field trip. Bus crash into a wall, backing up and parking. I, I, there's these weird memories I have, but that was my first introduction. I guess Rocky's fucking motion picture might have been my first introduction, but the first time I was down here was uh, that. So, so just driving down here was a little uh, memory, memory lane off all the food and shit out, outside and shit. I think it's always been my dream to live in Philadelphia. Yeah, um, living in the suburbs my whole life. Um, and then coming down here, my dad used to always come down here for food. Okay. So no matter where we were, food would be on the way, even if it was an hour away. <laughs> okay. He's a foodie. So, yeah, yeah. So we would go to the gyms in West Philly if we were in North Philly. Yeah. And we would go to Ogons Avenue to get wings. Yeah. And so learning those spots and then learning there was a gyms on South Street. Then when I'm a teenager and I can drive and, and then it's like, okay, now we're just going to, you know, my buddy had an apartment up here. So we would park and walk 10 blocks and go get gyms and going to Temple at main campus and, you know, living in Port Richmond and just doing that shit for a year or two. And yeah, just loved it down here. So, yeah, I, 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 w- I would have liked to have uh, ex- experienced living in the city. 
sometimes I think stuff happens for reason stuff. I feel like I, I might be a little too crazy if I was down here. You know what I mean? Back in my younger days. Now it'd be different, but like back in my younger days when I was into going out and being out all night, mm. probably wasn't the right time for me to be living down here, you know? I definitely uh, go through those uh, when I was younger, you know, I've been here for five years. So when I first got here, that was a thing. And when people come down, um, you know, it's always accessible. And that's the cool thing that's here. But like, I'm jig- I'm exactly like you. By like 1130, I could be calling it quits and be like... Well, I guess it was a pretty successful day. I talked to some people on the sidewalk and, uh, you know, especially yeah. out here living in a touristy area, it's packed all weekend. So I feel like people I did taking some pictures. Do yeah. See, do you see people taking pictures every day? Every day. <laughs> every single day. Yeah. Look at the, look at the pig's head and yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I did some shit. Now, did you live down here for the, for the Eagles? Yes. That yeah. had to be a, that was crazy. So I watched a game in uh Fishtown. And then drove back, uh, somehow got like the last parking spot on this street. Lucky. Uh, ran in, grabbed a bottle of champagne, went six blocks down to Broad Street. It was like the entire place was just lit up. Yeah. I told the story to Mike too. The entire place was like just lit up, packed with people. Everyone's just drinking. I just had my bottle of champagne and walking down and um, everyone was just in love. Yeah, that must have been fucking awesome. I, I made the parade. I watched the game at Gene's house, but yeah, that was a. Uh, it's 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 a good time to be a Philadelphia sports fan. That's that's what I do now is sports and work. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you a couple stupid like just canned questions just for a tally. Favorite uh, during high school, favorite music artist. It'll probably have to be. Beanie Siegel. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw him last weekend. Yeah, he's all he's a little different with a one lung. Yeah, but he, he, he did to, all right. Has to whisper. He did all right. He rapped like two verses. He rapped Jay Z's <laughs> verse and his. He did okay. <laughs> it was a lot for him, probably. It was a lot. Yeah. It's been um, through a lot, that man. Favorite movie. Oh man. My memory is not <laughs> it's not built for for two thousand for two ninety nine to two thousand one type uh favorite movie I I don't even I need like a list of movies at that time in order but I'll probably just say I know I watched a lot of Scarface Scarface so that's good probably Scarface all right I would imagine uh you have a favorite class or teacher <laughs> no 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 I mean I didn't think. <clears throat> Mr. I mean, I had some teacher, Mr. Brody, I got along with. Yeah. Um, he was always cool to me. Uh, Coach Stokes, the gym teacher, mm-hmm. he he was always cool with me. Uh, again, even Mr. Madden, besides the times he was trying to fuck with me, he would also be somewhat cool to me. Uh, so, like, Mr. Lazar was cool. Remember the the uh, the substitute, the old man with the with the suspenders. Oh, man. Um. Remember that guy? Oh, He's an old boy. Yes. Yeah. So from he was a veteran. <laughs> that was always Doctorin, an easy. Dodderin, 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 Mister. <laughs> I don't his name. Dodderin. I don't even know if oh. I remember if I heard it. But someone's gonna bring it up that at was, some point. That was always um, an easy day that day. Yeah. Uh, but there was a female who taught uh, next to Mister. Lazar. I can't think of her, her name, but she was also cool. Chaplin. Probably. She had dark hair. I think. Foy. I think it was Foy. But she was cool as shit. She yeah. was always nice. Yeah. Um there's a couple of teachers, man. Your memory's pretty good. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard, man. Selective memory. 
I haven't thought about high school in a very long time. Just driving by there is a lot different. You know, especially you said grew up on Edgewood. That's walking distance. Mm-hmm. They didn't even have a bus for us. Right. So a lot of days, because I went to camp there before. I went to Wasaken, which is another reason I knew a lot it of was people. Wasaken, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was at that camp. Yeah. That's the camp I punched Gene. <laughs> I think I came a couple of years later then. I think I came a couple of years later then. Okay. A lot of, a lot of times walking to Wasaken, it's, it's different now. You know, it, it's it's changed. The school? Yeah. The building. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Faculty, the students, you get what iPads and iPads now, like yeah. you know what I mean? Each student gets their own iPad or whatever, computer, everything's online. Shit's just changing. I've been in there twenty years, I guess, fifteen. No, I've only drove by. I've never I been in. been by there. Yeah, I've even been by man, I gotta drive by there. Yeah, I used to go to the fourth of July fireworks. Oh or, yeah, I do go to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't been in the last couple of years, but that used to be a little tradition me and my friends used to do for sure. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I don't know, I guess that's it. Yeah, I mean, it was a Thank you. pleasure doing it, man. Good uh, catching up, taking a, taking me down memory lane. Yeah, man, that was, a, that was a thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for being so open. Yeah, yeah um, no problem. We have so many things in common. Let's be friends. Yeah, for sure. I mean, let's hang out. I know. I, I Come, know, we'll I know where you live now. You yes. know what I mean. I definitely, I definitely do go to games. So yeah, uh, let's do some fun shit. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm still around. I gotta get you to sign my yearbook now. Oh uh, yeah. Let me see this thing. I, I got mine somewhere. Let's see here. I, I probably gotta knock some dust off of it. Same page. <laughs> oh my god! I don't even remember looking like this. Uh, that was the look back then, the Caesar. <laughs> Is that what it was called? I don't even know. <laughs> See, I had the curly Jewish hair. I couldn't get my hair like that. I. uh I did a lot with my hair back then. I had it blonde. Really? I had it. Yeah, I used to. I used to do some hair shows. It was crazy. Hair shows? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> like, so my barber would enter, whether it be a competition or would be featured in a magazine, and he would do my hair fucking all crazy and shit. Really? Dye it like three colors, twist it up. Yeah. Wow. I had it dyed blonde, like Eminem blonde, probably for a year. Really? Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. happened to that? I mean, I don't know. You know, you just grow out of it. I had my hair, like I said, dyed three times, like three different colors uh, with twists. I've had twists. I've had braids, you know. Wow. And then, yeah, picking me up. I was still in Wissahick and picking me up uh, like 6 a.m., Driving to New York with like these three fucking dudes from Philly that are barbers trying to cut hair, having my hair like all crazy looking. They worked on it for like two and a half hours and wow, taking pictures and then being in a magazine. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's it wasn't cool. uh, just another experience. It wasn't yeah. like I got paid or anything. No, no, no that's just cool. Sm- just smoked the way up there, <laughs> buy me food while we're there, you know. But it was just, I think it was like sixteen. I definitely had my license. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So just another experience. 
Yeah, got. I still, I still got, it still got some. Rumor had to bring me back, you know. I, I still got a lot of other shit, you know what I mean? I'm just see that shit. I can't do. My hair's. I'm holding on. Oh yeah, I can, yeah. This shit's done now. That's probably why I'm suffering myself. But it's it's either age or, you know, genetics. I might have to b- b- blame my parents for uh, my lack of hair, but it is what it is. Yeah. You know, rocking out to yeah. in our late thirties here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So there it is. Um, looking back, you know, I think I can force memories of tense situations with Eric. Never physical, but argumentative. And during the interview, uh, I had to make a quick decision. And that was to decide that whatever those those feelings or those situations that I remember, um, I just got to kind of chalk it up to bullshit. Eric clearly didn't remember uh, those situations. And I didn't want the podcast to be me asking him, don't you remember when you said this? And so really... I was just kind of going with the flow, going with the conversation. I'm glad I did. I learned so much about Eric. Um, I don't know. I, I came away wishing that I knew Eric even a little bit in high school, learning uh, during this interview that Eric is Jewish. Um, I knew he was biracial, never knew he was Jewish. And honestly, I kind of felt like I missed an opportunity to bond with someone uh, who had such a similar experience to race and religion as I did. Um, we literally lived, our apartment complexes were literally across the street from each other. I was shocked by Eric's legal struggles in high school. Uh, I just knew nothing about it, wasn't expecting it, and I was literally jaw-dropped as he started to describe it. Um, here I am, you know, ready to talk about how Eric and I, I felt butted heads, and we weren't even in school together for a year and a half. Hearing about the death of Justin Markley was also really surprising. Justin is someone that I had known through elementary school and summer camp, and we used to get in fights. And at some point in my life, I just kind of lost track of Justin. And I've never, ever, ever, up until the point of this interview, heard anyone say his name or mention him again. Um, I just guess I kind of figured he moved away. So for that to be the first thing to hear about Justin in what was probably like 25 years, um, that was just pure shock for me. Uh, Eric's perspective on being single in his mid-30s was, you know, like I said, extremely familiar. I couldn't add anything more to it because it's it's identical to um, what I've been thinking about processing in my own head for the past couple of years now. But it reminds me that you know, your thoughts, your experiences are not always unique. And if you're feeling a certain way, there's a really good probability that someone else is feeling the exact same way about an, about a similar situation. Um, you just never know unless you have the conversation. And finally, um, I guess I'm wondering if anyone that's listening to this um, shouted out the substitute teacher that Eric brought up uh, at the end here. Um, I couldn't think of his name during the interview. I'm going to save it for all of you to discuss amongst yourselves um, because I know for a fact that in two weeks, uh, the next guest will bring up this substitute teacher. So that'll be fun. We'll save it. Uh, So in two weeks, um, my guest will be Danielle Cataldi. I've known Danielle, I guess, for my entire school life. Uh, We both grew up in Ambler, but I never really knew much about her life. And I think, again, um, I mischaracterized how Danielle perceived me in high school. Imagine that. And so that'll be in two weeks on a Monday morning. The podcast is, again, out everywhere, streaming. Thank you to everyone that found it regardless. Uh, And now you can actually truly subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on wherever, whatever you use for podcasts. It's there. 
the Instagram is we weren't friends in high school. The Twitter is WWF in high school. And my social media is redshirt player everywhere. Thank you to everyone that's uh, been commenting, sharing social media. It's been really, really, really fun to reconnect with uh, some people online and just see how much people are digging the podcast. And in two weeks, be back with episode three, Daniel Cataldi. Two weeks on a Monday morning. See you then, guys.